Welcome to Machine Learning, How the World Works. I want to talk about a book called Wealth and Democracy, A Political History of American Rich. If I were to classify evolution, I would say that evolution is a creation of the elite for political gain, monetary gain, and to uh, narrow the discovery of truth in science. That's how I'd classify evolution. The middle class is not democratizing economically or politically. The middle class is not taking control of its money, and instead the middle class is rapidly transferring money from its savings into massive market profits for the super rich. In other words, the money is moving to the top faster than it ever has in American history. The middle class should immediately abandon all transfer from savings into stock market and preserve their wealth, but instead they are lured into hedge funds and mutual market, uh, mutual money markets, speculating that someday they will be the super rich. Richard Godwin said, Money establishes priorities, holds down federal revenues, revise federal legislation, shifts income from the middle class to the super rich. Money restrains the enforcement of laws written to protect the country from the abuse of wealth laws that mandate environmental protection, antitrust, laws to protect the consumer against fraud, laws that safeguard the securities market, and more. Money in Babylon has become all-powerful while reform has uh, dwindled, dwindled, dwindled. Political politics has capitulated to the money barons. In other words, big business and big government now are synonymous, which should not ever happen. If you have big business running politics, you have corruption. For example, lobby investment dollars can turn a 100,000% return. Manufacturers craft industrial-specific subsidiaries, insert tax breaks into the code, extend patents, or give away public property for free. The timber industry spent $8 million in campaign contributions to preserve the log road subsidy worth $458 million. So you look at $8 million for a campaign contribution and they preserve a $458 million road subsidiary. Glaxo Welcome spent $1.2 million to get a 19th month extension on Zentac worth $1 billion. The tobacco industry spent $30 million in tax contribution for tax breaks totaling $50 billion. See, so $30 billion to $50 billion, that's a thousandfold difference. Historically, conspicuous consumption became a pillar of statecraft in Venice. Licentiousness stimulated art demand, increasing competition for nude paintings. The market attacked and destroyed all moral codes inhibiting content in the market and led to opulence, extravagance, and vice. 
the world we inhabit today with its ruthless competitiveness, fierce consumerism, restless desire for ever wider horizons, discovery and innovation, is a world which was made in the Renaissance. Renaissance emerged as materialism, philosophy reigning supreme. Objective argument provided the ideology within the corrupt gatherings of individuals. American Renaissance and industrialism embraced Darwinism. Darwinism represented the longest lasting philosophical shield held up by the American wealth accumulators. Andrew Carnegie, John D. Rockefeller, Chancey Depew, and James J. Hill. These names now become the, the elite. These are the names of the elite today. The Trinity materialistic God equa- equated Darwinism, conspicuous consumption, and self-interest. The Renaissance lionized the idols of consumption, the top artists and purveyors of luxury items, Botelli, Titan, Michelangelo, and Leonardo da Vinci. Monitorist Milton Freeman said, greed was the basis to society and they wanted a system set up, set up and arranged under which greed will do the least harm. Capitalism is that kind of system. I believe that capitalism is good. I believe that free markets are good. Um, but Renaissance equated to Darwinism is parasitic. It breaks down free markets. Chicago University indoctrinated students with doctrines of big business. Public choice argued America law was a system of commands, prohibitions, and rules often contradicting and countermanding the natural logic of markets. Yeah, that's what I just said is that Darwinism in the market is parasitic because it's going to break down the natural logic of the markets, make it more difficult for free market to trade and for capitalism to work efficiently. The cleansing of the law of interferences like government regulation work to facilitate the freedom of markets. Disillusionment strengthened the market strengthened and market utopia was the idealism, not a reality. Consumption drove debt burdens. Debt burdens peaked in the 1920s, 60s, 80s, and 90s. Debt is double-edged sword and threatens the wealth accumulation of the super-rich. The super-rich flee markets heavy in debt at a certain point of no return. And, they, and that's called hot money. So they, it's not very liquid money, but if um, free markets are in debt at a certain point, they, they, uh, they will flee those markets, pull the money, and cause a recession to occur in those economies. Speculative excesses supported by tendencies of the elite spin illusions for themselves and the less sophisticated public about the new capacities of government and private sector management. Manias 
choir convincing siren songs, insisting that the things really are different this time, financially as well as technologically. Debt has transformed the two-headed eagle into one head. The Fed and Treasury, in a sense, have become joint, proactive managers of the multi-trillion dollar U.S. fund. Markets, economies might be claim, might claim to be, uh, markets, economies might be claim, but globalizing U.S. economic management has become the game. Now, globalization has destroyed so much of American wealth. Manufacturing has moved overseas. Uh, Jobs have been lost. And under Trump, those jobs came back, but did they stay? 